life struggles, happy moments, bad times, and unforgettable memories. Join us as we talk about our lives and share a laugh or two with us as we bring you along on our crazy journey called life. Welcome, Welcome to Two Wives, One, One World. Hey listeners, welcome back for another episode. Hey guys, welcome back. And tonight we have a very, very special event. um, First ever for us. So welcome. If it's your first time here, welcome. Um, If it's your 10th time here, welcome. If it's your 25th time, welcome. Um, Either way, we are happy to be talking to you guys tonight. Nikki, what are we doing? We have our first ever like guests on our podcast I mean we've had like our husbands on and your brother but like this is our first guest that we don't personally know um so we have a paranormal investigator that we're going to interview tonight his name is Lou he's a very nice man and we are super excited to hear about all of his stories yes we cannot wait we I just cannot wait for you guys to see this. Me and Nikki both are so excited. Um, and, you know, I I'm, I cannot wait. That's I'm, like, lost for words. I just, I'm excited to get right into it. I am, too. So, Lou doesn't just do paranormal investigations. He's very into history. And he, um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call them blog posts, but he, like, writes posts about, like, the, around the Pennsylvania area, about things that are going on around here history-wise, paranormal-wise, it's really interesting. If you guys have a second, I would go check out some of his articles because they're very, very interesting to read. Yes, super cool. And he has been a pleasure to work with so far. He's been so kind in the emails back and forth. And we are just very, very grateful for him to agree to do this with us. We cannot wait to, to do it and share his stories with you guys. Definitely. So, I guess before we get into the podcast, why don't we do one of our favorite segments, What is in Your Cup? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I will go ahead and go first. Now, I don't have a Halloween cup, unfortunately, but I am dressed in as a witch this coming weekend. So, who's better than the sea witch, Ursula? And it says, what's so bad about being bad? I think I've brought this on here before. Um, But inside of here, I have sparkling watermelon um, water. So, it's pretty delicious. It's really, really good. Um, So, that is what I'm drinking tonight in honor of Halloween. Very nice. Um, I don't have a Halloween cup either. Because, I'm not going to lie, I kind of ran up here real quick. So I just grabbed the first bottle I found. <laughs> and it's Ooh. very, like, summery and springy. I love it. Um, But it's just a insulated water bottle. And inside of it, I have, surprise, surprise, some water. Ooh. That is a beautiful bottle. I love it. This is very pretty. So, um, for those of you listening, go ahead and grab your favorite cup. Grab your favorite drink and buckle in for an awesome episode tonight. Um, We are so excited for Halloween and what better way than to celebrate with our first ever interview. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, Like Cass said, grab a drink, sit back with us um, and just enjoy it because this is crazy, guys. Like this was something that we never thought we would actually get to do. And here we are, our very first guest on the podcast. So we're excited. Yes. Yeah, so thank you guys. And we hope you enjoy. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Hi, um, this is Nikki, and we are here with our special guest, Lou, today. Yes, guys, uh, give a big um, happy welcome to Lou. He has agreed to do this with us. We are so excited to have him. Uh, Lou, go ahead and say hi, and uh, why don't you say a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Um, my name's Lou. I live in Lock Haven. I'm a uh, member and investigator with the Lock Haven Paranormal Seekers. We are Lock Haven's longest lasting and I'd like to think most reliable ghost hunting team. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm also a uh, historian here in Clinton County. Uh, I write a lot of articles for the local newspapers, the occasional magazine. So about local history, you know, that kind of thing. That's that so awesome. cool. So cool. Well, we're so happy to have you here with us, Lou. Thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. We're so excited to have you here. Um, Halloween is coming up, so we figured this would be perfect for our listeners and for us and to get us really into that spooky season. So um, I guess, do you want to, Nikki, just go ahead and get right into the questions? Yeah. Um, okay. So our first question for you is, what inspired you to get into this field? Uh long gradual process i suppose i've been interested in this kind of stuff ever since i was a kid as a child i organized my brothers and my cousins into a group we called the ghost gang oh and we investigated each other's homes it was all we had access to at the time um, one summer i also built a uh, sea monster trap put it in my dad's pond um, that, again, the only body of water I had access to, and I'm still convinced my design was good. Uh, it was just the lack of sea monsters in a small pond in Lehigh Valley. So, uh, as I got older, uh, in my 30s, I got a job in local history. Um, I'm still performing a lot of those functions locally. You know, as I said, I do research for people. Uh, I write about it a lot. I promote a lot of our local history here in Clinton County, PA. Um, then, you know, I, 2007, a couple of women were organizing a local ghost hunting group, the Lock Haven Paranormal Seekers. They came to me to ask about a little bit of historic information. And I said I was, uh, you know, willing to help out in an advisory capacity you know, I didn't have time to do this full time, but I'd be happy to kind of give them any support they wanted. And I wound up really getting um, pulled into it. And these days, 13 years later, I'm the field leader and pretty much running the group. Wow. That's awesome. awesome. So you said you give tours too, right? Don't you do tours? Yes, I do. So what are yes, those I like? do. Uh, I can always be booked for private tours. Well, I'm doing uh, one tonight, actually. I have a tour in an hour. Um, these I'm doing as a fundraiser for the local library where I work. Um, $5 a person on the tour. I do it for the public library. Uh, I've got one tomorrow night and then two Friday night. And I can always be booked for a private tour if somebody happens to be coming to Lock Haven. They can reach me at the public library at 570-748-3321 and book me for a tour and I'm happy to show them around. Yeah, oh, we might have to get in touch with you whenever Cassidy comes back home again. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. We're, we're both really, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'd love to. 
It's great. It's great. Um, that's so great that you, you know, you do it for the library. That's amazing. That's, that's so cool. Um, so guys, like you said, if you're in the Pennsylvania area, go ahead and give the library a call. And, uh, it's just, that is so interesting to me. I love it so much. Um, so this one is, this next question is going to be one that I am super, super intrigued about. Uh, I know Nikki is too, because mm -hmm. we both, uh, we were talking about the questions and we were like, we have to ask this. So, um, the next one, <laughs> the next one is what is your creepiest experience? And do you feel like you've ever been quote unquote under attack? Um, as for the attack thing, not really. Uh, the movies have a lot to answer for. I realize you know, on TV, in the movies, it's always very dramatic and there's always something out to kill you. Mm -hmm. In real life, most of the time, that's not the case. They just want to be noticed. Um, I, I will tell you, I don't want to let you guys down, so I will tell you a bit of a dramatic story <laughs> in a minute. But, um, you know, mostly, like I said, it's a lot calmer and more laid back than they show on TV in the movies. You sit there in a dark room, you take some measurements, temperature... Uh, electromagnetic fields, let a recorder run, and just kind of wait to see if you can get some kind of a voice. Um, you know, I <laughs> one time I felt in danger, but that was uh, the guy who owned the house and not an actual ghost. Oh! Um, yeah, yeah, the living people scare me way more than the dead oh. ones. <laughs> That's crazy. So he was, I, he was clearly on something. And oh. when we got there, the first thing he said was, oh, come down to the basement. I want to show you what I found. Oh. And oh. yeah, and we were like, oh, this is oh, not, no. not good. Hopefully all um, the horror movies you ever watched, you know, gave you that backstory to not do not that. Not go in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he, oh man, he was just, he was weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, here in Lock Haven, there is an old jail built in 1852 um, it's no longer used as a jail. These days it's a private apartment. There's like, there's two apartments in it. The rest of it, nobody's made it look like not a jail. It still looks like, you know, the local prison. Uh, it's where the only man ever hung for his crime in Clinton County was hung. Whoa. Luther Schaefer hung in 1888 for killing a family in Sugar Valley. He's buried in a local cemetery and we believe he's still haunting place. Now, we've investigated that place a couple of times. Uh, it's been a few years. But he, um, you know, one time we got a cold spot in there that we couldn't explain. I, the temperature dropped like 20 degrees for a couple of minutes and then went right back up just in like one specific two-foot area. Um, you know, while we were doing our EVPs, electronic voice phenomena, like I said, you let a recorder run, and we got a whispery sounding voice in response, out back in the courtyard where he was hung, in response to the question, when did you die? We got a whispery sounding voice that said, you know that. <gasps> oh my gosh. And what we do is soon as we turn, <laughs> soon as we turn on the recorder, uh, we go around the room and first we say like the date, time, location, then everybody in the room says their names one at a time. That way we have a record of who was there. Sometimes you get this little extra voice on the end. And in the jail, we heard a little voice say, Lou. And I can't tell you how comforting it is that a oh. dead murderer knows my oh. name. <laughs> oh, no. oh my gosh. 
Wow. That may be one of the wildest. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. I would say, oh my gosh. Wow, that's, that's... <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I had a ghost say my name. <laughs> I don't uh, know. You, I... I, you get used to that kind of thing after a while. <laughs> I'm wow. sure. That's, I mean, that's, that's very intriguing. That's amazing. I love that. Thank you. That's, that's great. Great, great. Um, we'll wow, see how many I'm times you can away. say great tonight. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I I'm guess glad this... you're enjoying this. We are both like super into stuff like this. Like our last podcast we just recorded was um, ghost stories from like our friends and family and like personal ones that we've had. So this definitely okay. goes along with what we've done. Oh. Excellent. All right, so I guess our next one is, what kind of personal paranormal experiences have you had? Well, um, being an investigator, I seek them out. There have been quite a few, but I will say, um, right here in my own house, um, my wife and I bought the place 17 years ago this month and moved in. And this house is haunted. Um, the room I'm in right now was the bedroom of Ida Yost. She was 17 years old. When we uh, bought the house, I did the historic research. I pulled the deeds, the obits, and I found Ida. Um, she was, as I said, she was 17. She was abused by her dad, the only parent she had. Her mom had died a few years previous. And, um, you know, Ida had to drop out of school to take care of her younger sisters, her dad was very abusive. And um, August 19th, 1905, Ida went out on what is now my back porch and killed herself. Um, she drank an ounce of carbolic acid, which was a more common method of suicide back in 1905 than you might think. So after my wife and I moved in, we had a lot of stuff happen. Uh, I would wake up at night and I'd hear footsteps in the hallway, on the stairs. Uh, it's, it's surprising how quick you get used to that, actually. You know how you live near the railroad and you sleep through the trains after a while? Mm -hmm. Same thing. I still hear her, but, you know, not, not as often. I, only when I'm awake anyway. Um, one time, the uh, clock flew off the wall in our kitchen, and at the same moment... Our kitchen cabinet doors on that side of the room all swung open at once. That was the most dramatic thing. Oh, my. Um, yeah. Uh, things move around, which initially got blamed on the dogs, but <laughs> after a while, we figured it out. Uh, one time, I was walking into the room. I Walking into our living room, I was alone. Uh, nobody else was there, and the um, quilt fell off of the couch for no adequately explained reason. Oh, Wow. So, you know, things, things, uh, things happen. Interestingly, this is a suicide story with, I think, kind of a happy ending, actually. Um, for 97 years, almost a century, Ida was forgotten. She died. She was buried in a local cemetery and nobody really had any idea this poor girl had ever existed. When we moved in and I discovered her, I've written about her, I've talked about her a bit, I mentioned her on my tours. People care about her more now than they 
ever did in life. I'd like to think she feels more supportive. A few years ago, uh, a woman from Tennessee contacted me. She had been looking at the used book sales, found a copy of Black Beauty with Miss Ida Yost scribbled in the cover, sent back to me. Ida has her favorite book back for the first time. Wow. Wow. Um, a few years back, I paid for a gravestone to be put in on a grave. She was unmarked up until I was able to find the documentation where she was. So I think she likes having us around. Yeah. You know, I'd like to think these days she's content. Wow. That's awesome. That, I mean, that, I, that really is. That book, that is so amazing. I mean, that is so... I think I've got it right here, right? Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Ida's book. Insane. That's great. Right. Can you see that okay? Is that Miss Ida Yost? Yeah, you can wow. see it. Wow. Wow. That's great. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. That's awesome. Unreal. I mean, that has got to be so, I mean, I would really hold on to that for, oh my gosh. I mean, I would cherish that thing. That is so. Oh, yes. It's uh, in kind of a place of honor on my shelf with all my little souvenirs and trophies. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. I just want to like look into the history of my house because we just bought this house back in oh, January okay. and our house is almost 100 years old. Well, the first thing you can do is a visit to the local courthouse. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all public information. It's out there waiting for you. And as a matter of fact, this when we get a complaint about a haunting, when somebody wants us to come investigate their place, it's the first thing I do go to the courthouse, I check, I pull the deeds, uh, start with the assessment record. That'll give you like a step in the right direction. Um, then find the deeds. Each deed will have a little phrase, says something like being the same property sold in blah, 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 blah. And that will have the book and page of the previous deed. Doing that, you can run all the way back to the founding of your county. In the case of Clinton County where I live, that's 1839. Uh, once you get all that, you'll have a list of who owned it over the years. You can go to the local library or sometimes the newspaper and find their obituaries, sometimes cemetery records, sometimes other stuff. And then, you know, you'll be able to track down who lived there, who died there, you know, wow. what they did for a living and so on. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, I might have to sure. do that. Yeah, I've, I've always wondered... Like, I've always thought it would be so cool to look back in history and find out, you know, who lived in the house before, you know, uh, all that fun stuff. But I've never really, I guess I've never really went out and did it just because I wasn't sure how often people actually did that. It's actually, it's easier than you'd think to okay. find this stuff out. Hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of people here locally look at me like I'm some sort of a genius. I'm really not. I've just learned how to milk a few tricks to death. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you for relaying that to us and to our listeners. Um, so guys, if you want to know the history of your house or, you know, any property like that, go ahead and take uh, what Lou told you and, you know, just really find out and dig in that history because you never know what you can find out. Um, all right. So our next question, and this one um, kind of gives me goosebumps even talking about it. Um, how do you feel about Ouija boards? <laughs> uh, we don't use them. They're actually a toy um, made side by side in the same factory with chutes and ladders. Okay. If you can find me, yeah, yeah, they just, you know, 
if you find me something that moves on its own without several people touching it, then yeah, okay, I'll buy that. You know, otherwise, eh, don't worry about them. They're harmless. See, I've, I had a friend, and it makes me wonder if he wasn't pulling my leg when he told me this, but I had a friend that told me he had a Ouija board in his basement, and he took it outside, lit it on fire, and then the next day, he went upstairs to his attic, and the Ouija board was there and hasn't been touched. So does that kind of sound like something that could be made up, or do you think there's a possibility that could be true? Well, um, okay, I'll tell you this. When we're doing an investigation, what we're looking for is the truth, not necessarily something paranormal. For instance, if there's a door that won't stay shut, we check to make sure it's hanging level and not swinging open just because it hangs a little funny, okay? Um, so I'm willing to concede that a lot of stuff is paranormal. However, I'd have to consider the possibility that somewhere along the line, his parents bought two Ouija boards and stored them in different places. Ah. See, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> it's true. That's, and that's really cool what you said about checking the, the door hinges and stuff. Because I feel like that would, wouldn't be something that, you know, someone that didn't do that would think to do. Like for me, for instance, if my door was just swinging open, I'd automatically think, oh my gosh, something's in the house. <laughs> right. You know, well, I mean, some of it's for our own benefit too. You know, if there's say a knocking sound, and we walk in, don't do much of a thorough search and then say, yep, definitely ghosts. And then the next guy comes and finds a loose shutter outside the window. We look pretty stupid. Mm -hmm. So we check all of that before we decide. That's so awesome. you, pr you go for like more of the scientific part first and then if you can exactly. find it, you go, yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. So that kind of ties in with our next question is what kind of scientific tools do you use to confirm something paranormal? Well, uh, like I said, the digital recorders, uh, you can get them for like 20 bucks on Amazon. Use cameras. Uh, we have regular digital cameras. We also have a pretty good set of infrared cameras, which are these uh, like big round things on a tripod with cables that tie into a central base unit. So we can be recording in four different places at once in a house. Uh, we use EMF detectors. Um, if you wanted to get those at the hardware store, you'd ask for a non-contact voltage meter. Uh, we use laser thermometers, you know, and, um, sometimes just a few ordinary household things. For instance, you asked about Ouija boards earlier. Like I said, we don't really use those because people have to be touching it, but we will use trigger objects, just little toys. Okay. Gumball machine toys are just fine set them down on an index card, use a pencil to trace around them so you see where they were, and then just leave them a while. Uh, sometimes you come back in the room and they've moved. Now then what you do is to kind of jump up and down and walk around and see if your vibrations have moved it, you know, try to find another explanation. If not, well, maybe you're onto something there. Oh, that is awesome. So do you use, um, would you say, that you use more household items than one would think like, um, like for instance, I would have never thought to use little uh, toys to kind of measure stuff like that. I think that's- uh, Yeah, I mean, amazing. most of this stuff was created for other purposes, but you know, it has an application too. Um, I advise everybody when they're doing paranormal investigation, you're really never sure where the breakthrough is gonna come from. 
So throw it all out there. Measure temperature, measure electricity, sound, sight. You know, all of this stuff. That's great. You know, that's what I'd suggest. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay, we will go ahead on to the next one. Um, so your work, which it is awesome that you're a writer. I myself love creative writing. I love um, research writing. I love any type of writing. Um, so the next question for you is, what is your favorite article that you have written? Oh, wow. That, that's a good question. Um, that might be about a 20-way tie. <laughs> um, let me think. I've, I've done a few over the years that I've been very pleased with. Uh, you know, there was one a couple of years ago that actually was a series of four articles. It was about a vicious criminal who was hung in Williamsport. Uh, found this all in a special issue of an old newspaper. And I... Um, I, I looked at this and I thought, wow, that it was too much for one article. I had to split it into four different pieces. You know, the murder itself, he killed his family. His name was William Hummel. The hanging, and then the week after the hanging, he was buried in a neighbor's field because nobody wanted to take responsibility for the body. Normally the family would do that, but he'd killed them. Um... So a lot of his neighbors, not believing he was actually there, went and dug him up to double check. So the whole thing was, you know, I, it has to be one of my favorites. I think that was a that was a good one. Great, great. That's awesome. That's so interesting. So yeah, um, if you go into a bar in Williamsport called the Cell Block, that's where he was locked up. That's where he was hung. Used to be the old jail. Now it's a tavern. Wow. wow. And you could just go in and have a drink and talk I bet to you, a ghost. Have a drink, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet a lot of people have no idea that happened in there. That, wow. Probably a lot of them don't. Probably a lot of them don't. Wow. That's so interesting. Um, is it my turn to ask the question or is it yours, Cass? Go ahead, Nick. Okay. Um, what do you think about, like, a sixth sense, like, sensing ghosts or paranormal anything around? I think it's theoretically possible, but exercise caution. Um, I've dealt with a lot of people who claim to be some sort of sensitive or psychic. Mm-hmm. I'm not ruling it out. There's a lot of stuff we don't understand yet. I will say it's a much smaller percentage of people than the ones who claim to have it. I've known some people who claim to be psychic and they're flat out frauds. Um, there's, there's a lot of those out there. There are a couple, however, who seem to be reliable and will stand up to scientific testing. Okay. Yeah, because, um, yeah, we were talking about, so, like, I get feelings very often, like, with people and, like, places, so when we were looking for houses, if I, I, there were some houses I walked in and I was just like, no, like, this, I just get a bad feeling from here, I don't even want to keep looking at it, and okay. I've always just kind okay. of had feelings like that. Okay. 
Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes it may be possible. Um, I, I do think, though, that most of the people who claim to have some sort of psychic ability are probably either very imaginative or are frauds. Uh, for instance, there was a famous psychic who came through this area, oh God, it has to be 30 years ago, uh, was taken home by a frat from the local college and told them that their place was haunted by a little boy who was locked in the back stairwell and abused. Well, not true. The historic research, I've got the deeds, documents, all of this stuff. There was no such kid. Um, it just flat out never happened. However, that hasn't stopped them from spreading the rumor all these years. And I mean, people come up on my tours and ask me about it. What about that house with the little boy? Never, never happened. You know, this was like 30 years ago. I'm still getting asked about it. So, you know, um, possible, but exercise caution. All right. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So this next one's going to be kind of fun one with Halloween coming around. Um, and it's just, what is your favorite Halloween scary movie? Oh, wow. Okay. I know, a hard one. I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Mm -hmm. It might be it. I mean, I, I think it is a great movie. I, does Beetlejuice count? That's a really good one too. Yeah, yes. I would say it does definitely. You know, Beetlejuice, and you know this this doesn't really count as a scary movie, but since we're talking movies, I've got to say, uh, a lot of people are always asking me what I think is the most accurate movie about the paranormal. I, Ghostbusters has a lot going for it. <laughs> um, it really well, I tell you. Dan Aykroyd, his dad was an actual paranormal investigator. Wow. Oh. Yes, his dad wrote books about the paranormal, so he kind of knew what he was talking about. I've never encountered a marshmallow man, but I will say <laughs> some of their methods are, you know, are accurate. Uh, early in the beginning, when they find the big stack of books in the library, and Bill Murray says sarcastically, yeah, no human could stack books like that. That's perfect. That's exactly what you want to think. Um, you know, when they find all the slime and they take a sample, that's also scientifically what you want to do. Um, you know, there's a lot of, and I mean, it's all played for laughs, but there's a lot of accuracy in that movie. Um, later when the phone rings and it's like their first client and they go, we got one. And they go tearing out all excited. Yeah, we really get like that. I mean, we get... <laughs> We get, usually we get like four to six investigations a year, I think. So we get all excited when one comes along. You know, I'll yeah. say that part's accurate too. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I would have never expected Ghostbusters to be one of the most accurate movies. Right, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, in my opinion, it's got a lot going for it. <laughs> Plus, it's a you know, really good watch. Hmm. Oh, it is, for sure. Um, oh, so when you're talking about it, uh, were you talking about the original or are you talking about the remakes? You know, they're both really good. I got to go for the original just because I'm a purist. Yeah. You know, but they're both really good. Nothing wrong with the remake either. Yes, I'm right there with you. I agree. Huh. Okay. So have you ever been in contact with a demon? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to get all scientific here for a minute. Um, to classify things as demons, 
is kind of jumping a few stages ahead of the game. Um, scientifically, you can't categorize a creature until you can prove the creature exists. For instance, scientists couldn't classify whales into like blue whale and sperm whale and, you know, killer whale until they proved that the first whale existed. So I'm a little suspicious of anybody who will try to classify it before, we're not there yet, you know, before proving that they exist. Um, you know, I'm a little suspicious of anybody who's walking into a house. Well, you got a couple of regular ghosts over there. Um, you know, well, there's uh, you know, two poltergeists in that corner and a class A demon on this side. <laughs> you know, I don't think we're there yet. We can't prove there's a difference between these things until we can prove they exist. Right. That's so, that's so funny that you say that because then you watch like shows like Ghost Hunters or like Ghost Adventurers and they always find something like that. Yeah. Well, if they didn't, nobody would watch the show. True. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are always asking me, you know, so do you watch the, do you watch Ghost Blasters? Do you watch Spirit Seekers? No, man, I got to do this for a living. I watch The Simpsons. <laughs> oh. Me too. <laughs> you know, I don't want to go home and watch it on television too. <laughs> so would you so, say the yeah, they, they always do find something demonic, mm -hmm. you know, but that's, I think that's for drama. Oh, yeah. definitely. So would you say that those shows... Um, other than like classifying as demons and stuff, would you say they're pretty accurate with the methods that they use? Some are better than others. You know, some are and some aren't. And I mean, I don't watch a lot of the shows, so I can't exactly give you a rundown. But I, we talk about it sometimes with the team. Some of my team members also watch the shows. Um, you know, so there's some that are accurate and there's some that are just, oh, ridiculous. <laughs> That's funny. And um, Lou, how are we good on time? Uh, yeah, I got about another 10, 15 minutes, if that's cool with you guys. Okay, no, I just want, should we, I want to make sure before we asked you another question, but uh, okay, sounds good. So I think we have, yeah, a couple more. We should be able to get, uh, get knocked them out. Um, okay. So Nikki, did you want to go ahead and ask the next one? Sure. Okay. All right. Um, have you ever seen any ghosts in Gettysburg? Oh, don't I wish. Um, <laughs> I've been to Gettysburg um, mostly for like tour purposes, you know, for historic. Uh, I haven't done a lot of investigation down there. I would love to sometime. Gettysburg is awesome. Mm -hmm. And I mean, based on the reports I've heard, it has every reason to be a haunted place. But yeah. I can't say I've encountered anything at Gettysburg yet. Okay. Okay. And um, have you always been um, a believer of spirits? Has there ever been a point in your life where you've kind of been like, well, I don't know, maybe it's too good to be, you know, maybe it's too coincidental or have you always been, I believe well, it for sure. Uh, yes, actually. Uh, like I said, I was into this as a kid and later, you know, in my thirties, I got back into a, you know, around the time I joined the team. But there was a period in my 20s when I was very much a, you know, oh, there's always a logical explanation sort of person. You know, I didn't buy a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, and honestly, I can't say I remember where that came from. I just, I went through this period where I didn't really buy a lot of it. You know, 
Now, well, now, I mean, I, I, um, I feel that there's some stuff we can't explain. Are there definitely ghosts? I haven't proven that. I think so, but again, it's not about what I believe. You know, it's about what I can prove. Mm -hmm. You would be my husband's favorite paranormal investigator because he is very <laughs> scientific. He thinks whenever I'm like, oh, ghosts and blah, 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 he's like, can you prove it? Can you explain <laughs> it to me? Exactly. Exactly. The right question. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Um, Nikki, was there anything else that um, we had here? I think we pretty much touched on it all. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for agreeing oh, hey, to do this. Thank you for with having us. me. Yeah. No Ooh. problem. We are so happy, um, guys. We are so so happy that we were able to have Lou here with us tonight. So, um, like Nikki said, thank you again, Lou. We it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, Nikki and I. Next time I come up home, Nikki and I. Oh, I guess that's a question. Um, do you do the tours all year long? Uh, I do them by request all year long. Okay. Uh, usually, I do ghost tours in October. In the summer, I do a series of history tours to get people out and about. Um, but, you know, if anybody's interested, if anybody comes to town or has relatives show up and say, oh, I'd really like one of your tours, I can be booked for private tours anytime. Okay. Awesome. We'll have to take advantage of that because I think that Definitely. sounds so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Come on up and visit me. Awesome. We definitely <laughs> That sounds will. right up our alley. <laughs> <laughs> We're always getting into doing, you know, fun, crazy things. So, um, but Lou, are there any uh, final words or anything you'd like to say before we go ahead and sign off of here? Well, just thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, I hope everybody enjoys the show. Thank you, Lou. Thank you. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for listening to us. Um, it has been a pleasure to hear these stories. And I, I don't know, Cass, what do you think? Um, crazy amazing brilliant um thank you again lou for coming on here with us thank you nikki for being able to find him and uh, sparking this idea i hope you guys were as inspired as we are now um and if you guys ever are curious about stuff like this it's you know you have the world at your fingertips with the internet so get out there, um, find stuff you like, ask that person for that interview. Cause you never know. They might say yes. And you might get some awesome content like we just did. Yeah, definitely. So you guys know where to find us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube. I feel like I'm forgetting one Facebook. <laughs> so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, we're all under two eyes, one world. If you have a personal ghost story that you would like to share with us, Every year we do a ghost story episode on our podcast. So email us at two eyes, one world. If you know us personally, shoot us a text message, a message on Facebook, whatever. We just, we'd love to hear them because we would love to share them next year. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for being such great supporters. Um, and, and thank you to the new ones that have come. Thank you for the ones that have been listening. Like we said earlier, um, I'm so happy. Thank you, Nikki, for doing this with us. Yeah. So, Cass, where can they find us podcast-wise? Oh, they can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Speaker, Breaker, uh, Anchor. <laughs> oh, what other ones are there? Um, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple yeah. Podcasts. Did you say those? 
I think I said Apple. I don't think I said Google. But basically, any podcast platform, thanks to Anchor, um, if it's on, if we're on there, give us a quick click. Um, review our podcast if you have the time. Give us a thumbs up, a subscribe on YouTube. We love you guys. Thank you so, so much. Um, and it can only go up from here. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. And guys, happy Halloween. Yes. Be safe. Be, be safe. safe. But have a good time. Have a couple of drinks. Have a couple of pieces of candy. And enjoy your Halloween this year. Eat lots of candy. Dress up. Send us some of your costumes. I personally love dressing up for Halloween. Yeah. So, and I'd love to see what other people dress up as. So, shoot us a picture down below of your Halloween costume. Yes. Awesome. Again, thank you guys. Have a great Halloween. Yeah. And with that being said, I'm Nikki. And I'm Cass. And you know what you're listening to. Two wives. Two wives. One, one world. world. Talk to you guys next time. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>